0: Hey, hello, I'm Ange Miller, artist and passionate creative. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to my podcast. It is my joy and passion to remind you of your unique creative value and voice and empower you to your creative unfurling because now more than ever, we need to spread a creative contagion that lifts us to our feet, beckons us to spread our wings. The thermals are calling. So whether you feel ready or not, this is what you're built for, my friend, because you are actually the art. Podcast number three, wholeheartedness. That's what I've been thinking about. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Welcome to your ears. So good to have you. So yeah, thinking about wholeheartedness and it's funny because (laughs) about Three weeks ago, I did an IG live talking about the same topic. It's now in my IG TVs if you're interested. But yeah, I, I kind of felt like I had to go back and listen to that in preparation for this. And that stopped me doing any podcasts for about three weeks because it became this like something else on my to do list. Which is already overloaded. So yeah, the lesson in that is that I've just got to trust the truth as it is for the moment. Because when it's truth, it's always upgrading too. According to your experiences and what you discover and just your, you know, you're maturing, developing, expanding. So I'm hoping that what I talk about wholeheartedness now, three weeks later, is going to be even more on point. (laughs) Well, hopefully it'll just meet you where you're at because it's huge. This topic of wholeheartedness is huge because it's the difference between surviving and thriving, honestly. And... Yeah, to be completely vulnerable, I wouldn't say that I'm thriving yet, but I think that I'm close. <laughs> so this is the way that I would articulate that um, that ladder, the steps from survival to thrival. <laughs> thrival, it's a new word. So when you're in that survival mode you've got scarcity and what is coming in isn't quite enough to energize you from that deep place so it's like you get used to this slave mode of you know as a slave you would be uh, expending energy without a return that's what I call slavery. And the return doesn't need to be monetary, obviously. It can be just fulfillment and, you know, something that is developing you and exciting and interesting, you know, gives you inspiration, motivation. So, yeah, working at things that don't energise you back in your deepest part and you're always desperately needing something more. And almost too tired, if you've been in, stuck in this survival mode for a while, it's almost like you get too tired to even figure out the problem and find a solution. It all just feels like too much. But then you can't go on like this. So what do you do? Oh, I've been here. I've definitely been here. And then you start thinking, aren't I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And And then what's wrong with me? And I think I was set up for this by the education system because they set up this whole system that if you're not doing well in it, it's obvious. And you, as a young vulnerable person, you get this awful idea, this messaging is delivered to you day after day that you're not right, <laughs> that, that you don't naturally have what society needs So yeah, good luck. (laughs) I know now that that's entirely not true and that they actually couldn't see what I was and that's fine because now I'm here to lift up everyone else who had a similar um, experience with school, which there are so many. And I love that you get in touch with me and say, oh my gosh, this is me. I couldn't believe. Like I I struggled to articulate what exactly it was but listening back to you, now I can see that that's what it was. You know, I love that. I love giving you words. Thank you for receiving. So survival, it's boring and you're often bored and restless and everything feels boring and yeah and just desperate there's this desperation for just anything that's going to help me feel there's relationship strain and relationship dysfunction due to expectation of fulfillment because he's so desperate you just like can't you give me more you should be giving me more and then your focus is on what other people should be doing for you rather than the magic that's in you ready to expand and just go off yes yeah, identity confusion cuz as i said before you've got this idea that what that you're missing something that you're inadequate and and what's needed for you to be thriving you don't naturally have that's the lie it's this perceived lack of providence but it's actually just a lack of focus, a lack of wholeheartedness, a lack of focus on the right things. Because with wholeheartedness, it's, it's a good motive checker. Because if you can't be wholehearted about whatever is motivating you right now, then you need to check it. Because if your motive is pure, if it's not ego-driven then it should give way to wholeheartedness. There's every reason that it can with, you know, with the right focus, diligence, consistency. Yeah, so moving from survival, checking motives, checking the the thoughts that are birthing beliefs and doing some weeding because it is like your head is like a garden and all kinds of thoughts pop up and if you're not used to watching them and culling the ones that don't serve you that you can see are going to grow into something that takes up space without giving anything back that's a weed we've got slavery and we've got weeds (laughs) things that don't give a return but take up space but cost energy Yeah, so moving from survival, it's like just so tired of this, the inadequacy of what I'm standing on. The foundation is missing. There's nothing to stand on and I'm sick of trying to stand up on something that can't hold me. And I need to move. I need to expand. So that's when you move into a stock take. And you stock take everything. And this, there's a lot to be said for developing a habit of observation. It's honestly, it's like the number one thing that I would attribute all excellence to this one thing, to developing a habit of observation. Because when you are observant, you notice things that just that heal you on their own and if you're not observant or if you, you know, find yourself highly distracted, um, yeah, it it can lead to this missing out on a whole lot of things that were just by the way, um, you know, on the wayside that were there to heal you and you just walk by them observation it's the number one thing Um, if you've taken my courses or classes you know that I harp on about this about developing the habit of observation just really going into everything and pulling out what do you notice why do you love this why do you not love this what's that about how does it relate to everything that I've learned so far You know, where does this fit? And if you can't find where it fits, you're happy just to park it with a question mark and you can sit with that question and it's okay because you are a student of energy. And that's a big point for moving out of that survival mode because when you're in survival, you are a victim and not wanting to be a victim anymore means that you're going to move into that student mode. You become a student of energy. What is this? Why do I feel like this? What's missing? Learning to see the beauty in the absence of it. Instead of just feeling the absence of it and just, you know, just being that victim, just like this feels terrible and what's wrong with me and, you know, all that. All that woe. Learning to say What's happened here and what's missing. That's what I call learning to see beauty in the absence of it. And you know what happens is I fall in love with beauty more and more. And it gives me something to focus on when I'm at rock bottom. When I'm feeling in such pain because of what's missing... There's this beautiful stirring inside of me that just longs for the beauty because it starts to get a better picture of what this actually is and how beautiful it is and how wonderful it will be when that is, um, when that's, that manifests. So yes, stock take, who am I really? What is my trauma factor? What's happened to me? For me to be in this state of confusion about motives, my value and my worth. What am I doing here? What am I standing on? What am I hoping for? Because this going from surviving to thriving is a healing of the belief There's actually not that much more that's going on. (laughs) It's healing your belief. Because as a victim, you're believing all that victim stuff that's keeping you small and keeping you down, keeping you powerless. And the beliefs, like I said before, are just what thoughts grow into. And the more repetitive the thought, it grows into the belief. So that's why thoughts are like weeds and you can nip them in the bud if they're, you know, if they're not actually going to grow into something that is going to give you a good return. So when you start to do this stock take, I remember how the horizon opened up. Because in that survival mode, you can only see like one step ahead, maybe. It feels like everything's hidden, everything's foggy. It's all, you know, you're stuck inside this tiny space. But then, yeah, everything opens up. And new hope stretches. Stretches out, reaches out. It stretches the spaces, making room for more hope. Yeah, hope is a huge part of it. And, I, you know, you can see how hope links to belief. When you believe for better, you hope for more. And you hope for things that are actually fulfilling and are going to give way to expansion rather than ego stuff, you know. Because the ego stuff is, it's an illusion. (laughs) Whenever you're going for ego stuff, you, you can tell it. Because it's always keeping you separate and above. That's the ego stuff. Separate and above everyone else. <laughs> Such a good um, way of measuring. Oh, sorry, it just sniffed in the in the microphone. Um, so, where was I up to? once I observe what my strengths and weaknesses are I start to get an idea of my function and my place in the collective because that separation and above it often just leads to separation and below (laughs) and then you get all desperate and sterile and Like, hopeless. Yeah, so coming back to who am I really? What are my strengths? What do I love? What do I love? What lights me up? You start to build out this new foundation. Um, Yeah, based on your function. What do I love? What are my strengths? your place in the collective so healing the belief healing the pride because pride goes hand in hand with this ego you know separate and above thing yeah moving into collective rather than being singular you know it's the isolation that kills us Just thinking, looking at my notes, thinking there's a lot more. Should I just keep going on? Should this just be a longer podcast? Yeah, so in that character character stock take, character stock take, character stock take, stock stock take of everything, motives and beliefs and thoughts and, uh, you know, the direction that you're headed and why, well, that's motive. But yeah, having a lens adjustment and incorporating hope and faith, the ability to believe for something better and stretch for it, love, you know, that self-acceptance, self-love, that ability to include yourself in everything that's valuable and wonderful and beautiful and to be celebrated, to be nurtured. And then we move into this authoring, the ability to figure out according to your, um, your strengths and weaknesses, your function, you can start to put energy to things that are going to give a return. You know, really lean into what energizes me and provides a useful Terrain for further clarity of purpose, because this thing does not stop. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It just keeps opening up, keeps expanding, keeps getting more and more um, specific. You know, you might start with a broad thing, and there'll be all these very specific branches coming off that that are all equally as delightful as the other. And you know, all all terrain. And when I say terrain, I'm talking about the the um the time that you're conscious or unconscious (laughs) well I guess it's what you move along in your observations and your experiences that's the terrain I guess it's just your life (laughs) and all terrain is useful for extracting treasure you know if you're going through something that isn't fitting for your purpose and your identity and your function there's still something valuable to be extracted from that because this is, you know, seeing the beauty in the absence of it, um, being, having the truth about you and your function confirmed deeper. It's beautiful. We need a degree of that which energizes and affirms us in positivity yeah and this this just keeps opening up. It's potent, even a small out small amount goes a really long way. I say this a lot with um the women that I teach and coach that if you're feeling like you don't have much time for for doing the art that you love, the art that really lights you up and feeds you, even just fifteen minutes, it's crazy, even just fifteen minutes. if you do it consistently it's enough. It's so potent. It's enough to carry you. Strategy. And when I say strategy, I'm not talking about, I don't know, when you say strategy, I just get this kind of feeling that I'm going to manipulate something that like we're going to, I don't know does strategy make you feel like that like like there's a war on and we're going to figure out how to manipulate things so that we win I don't know I'm not talking about that (laughs) it's like an ego thing I'm talking more about strategy like lovingly figuring out a path forward that's inclusive of what benefits you and nourishes you and grows you even if they're hard things that you, you know, you resist because it's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable. (sighs) Yeah, discipling yourself, really. Disciplining. Yeah, focusing on momentum is good too, rather than any, yeah, yeah, like, focusing on momentum for what each thought or belief or activity is it giving me something to move forward is it energizing me to move forward and when we're doing art I I say this all the time we focus on process not product you can focus on product much later on when you you know you've got your foundation sorted and you're really strong in your creativity but focusing on process gives you so much more when you're headed in that direction um when you're wanting obviously we all want to feel confident in our creativity and actually get somewhere to be thriving in our creativity to see our style and you know to know that there's um there's an appreciation for it too that other people can see us you know we we create because it's good for us to be seen and known in that way that's too deep for words. That only creativity seems to, seems to give us. <laughs> oh, it's that expression. And we can see ourselves and know ourselves in a way that's too deep for words. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Um, the connection that comes when somebody really understands you in a way that's too deep for words you know when when you say something and you're not sure if anyone's going to get it <laughs> and your bestie throws her head back and says that's why I love you <laughs> and they get you jokes and oh it's just so beautiful aren't we needing more of that and for that to happen, we need people to be confident to shine, you know, confident to actually express and and take that risk of saying that joke that people might not get. You know, you've got to take risks. <laughs> and even if nobody laughs, it's still worth it because you've actually exercised your strength of expression. That's another thing, too, in this in this process, is that um, you know, coming back to this idea of being a student of energy, that whenever you have a failure or a flop, it's okay because there's still something wonderful coming out of this that's going to give you more momentum as long as you're focusing on okay, well, no one got my joke or no one liked this art or whatever it is, but I exercised my uh my function I got stronger in my function and it's important for me to express even if no one right now gets it because it's still still going somewhere it still is and it's still setting up more opportunities for you to move forward and and expand and flow and build and notice more things, you'll be unstoppable. I think it helps too with this terrain, you know, the terrain of observations and experiences that you're moving through. It's good to map that terrain. And if you're a visual person, sorry, that's my alarm. (laughs) I'm awake if you're a visual person this mapping is really beneficial that's one of the things I think that was wonderful coming out of that school kind of mentality was that I could uh, embrace this visualness (laughs) my strength of being a visual learner and really lean into that Like when I take notes now, they are just nothing like what what notes were supposed to look like at school. There's, you know, there's all kinds of visual stimuli uh, that helps to, yeah, just to flesh out whatever it is that I'm thinking about while I'm taking the notes. Yeah, find intuitive journaling really helpful Um, by intuitive journaling I mean you don't show up to your journal in this real methodical way necessarily I mean journaling first thing in the morning is so beneficial and I really came a long way doing that just pouring out my thoughts and my longings, my observations Um, yeah when I made discoveries I would race back to my journal and just jot down a note in there about whatever I'd discovered. But, yeah, it's just such a powerful tool for mapping the terrain, getting a feel for that moving forward because feeling stuck is such a huge part of survival. So once you start this intuitive journaling, you start to see, oh, I'm not going around in circles. I'm actually spiraling slowly upward (laughs) because you will revisit the same things again but just with a slight upgrade because you're expanding and you know you're being kind of fleshed out as you go along your muscles are getting bigger (laughs) yeah so this strategy not not the manipulative kind of strategy but just loving strategy just feeding your plan to feed yourself what you actually need this will continue to evolve and refine as the revelations unfurl as you realize more and more your strategy will become clearer and yeah more defined and hopefully more loving and hopeful and faithful Yeah, I love how all of this just opens our, us up for opportunities. Faithful strategy. What's the best I could imagine for myself? What's the best function? It's funny because when I was in survival mode, I was very much stuck in that ego motive Place. And the best thing I could possibly think of for myself was this exalted state where I didn't have to work much and I had everything come to me. <laughs> and it's all, it's kind of still all about me though. But now it's I've just experienced the most wonderful melting into collective where all I want is for us to rise together. You know, that's that's really the cry of my heart now is that I just, I, I don't want to just be, you know, going on alone and discovering everything and being amazing, like more amazing than you, <laughs> than everyone. I don't want that. I want us all to be, yeah, rising together expanding because I know that I'm not just me on my own we all are part of a brilliant ecosystem and if one of us is not functioning correctly it affects the whole it affects the whole thing and this is part of why if you're not having a good time at life this is a huge part of it is because the whole ecosystem is struggling Struggling without its components functioning the way that they're designed to. And that's why it's really important. Thank you. If you're still listening, thank you. I saw that the average listen was 10 minutes. (laughs) so I know people are busy. Whatever. I'm just going to still keep talking. Yeah, so once you've got... Your authoring underway and you start to see your foundation getting stronger, getting more stable. There's something to stand on. You've got opportunities starting to flow, which give way to more play and curiosity and spontaneous expression, which feeds your creative confidence. And you start to realize that you can just lean back into the wind, that there is something that will hold you. Oh, I love that so much. Because it's in the flow that we access the river, and this is this is revelation and energy like nothing else. The river. <laughs> I've always referred to it as the river after reading a quote that I can't find now. Uh, I thought that it was Rumi, but it said something to the effect of, "He who has seen the river." Would from no one withhold a drink. And this is the beauty of collective. When you've seen the river, that endless flow of inspiration, providence, opportunity, abundance. You will from no one withhold a drink you'll gladly be a conduit for that nourishment for somebody else. There's no scarcity, <laughs> none at all. <sighs> yeah, and then that way you're actually healing this ecosystem. It's so worth it. It's this, um, yeah, pushing on to thriving from surviving this is where you'll actually be unstoppable we will be unstoppable because it doesn't matter what your circumstances are do you I don't think I said this this is all regardless of circumstance because circumstance will never ever seem to be on your side when you're in that survival mentality because you you know you're stuck in that victim mindset and when you get to thriving, you realize that circumstances, circumstances, you know, it's all in me. It's actually like I've seen the river. I'm just going to keep drinking from the river and just power through this, whatever it is, and just make good of it. You know, I can actually take really crap circumstances and turn it, make magic from it no matter what comes at me. That's thriving. And when you're there, like I said, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but um, there's this clear and very autonomous path, very energising path ahead. I think I'm starting to get that. I'm starting to really feel what I've got to give and feel the amazing energy that, that comes from that. Um Yeah, and your habits, all your habits that make up your day have been crafted. You're not just defaulting to being comfortable. Like the habits aren't all about you being comfortable. Your habits are crafted. You've got a new default so that your habits are your ally, not your oppressor. That's a big one. I think that's probably where I would say that I'm not quite thriving yet because my habits still have a bit to go. But when we're there, when we're thriving, we are so much less phased by circumstantial obstacles because these just bring great terrain for more exercise, more pushing through. And then you get further clarity of function. You know, further clarity of function and purpose. That's what obstacles bring. (laughs) They're great. Because the obstacle is the way. (laughs) You get this discipline, this focus, challenge, reward, clarity of strength. So good. Are you feeling this? I hope so. (laughs) Because sometimes when I've been talking for over half an hour it just feels like it's me just sitting here in my garage just um, talking to myself. Just checking my notes to see if I missed anything. Yeah, I, I want thriving for us. Like I said, this is about the collective. This is about healing the ecosystem, healing our belief, healing our collective belief Because we are not separate from each other. And the things that we choose and what we do isn't just unto ourselves. It affects everyone. In you know there's this ripple out effect. I talk about the ripple out effect a lot in my courses. Because when you start to function according to your specific brilliant identity. You can't help. But encourage the same in others. And you might know that, not know that you're doing this. But you do. It comes out in your words. comes out in what you choose to do. Uh, people are watching. People are watching. They notice. And whenever somebody is expanding. It's contagious. It's inspiring. More than you'll ever know. So I hope that you're really empowered by this I hope that you've got some good points to um to chew on and just keep you marching throughout whatever you you know this day night whatever is happening I never know what to say at the end of podcasts (laughs) do I need an outro no no I just I hope that I've served you Uh, blessings blessings on you I just realized that I did not say anything about vulnerability, which is such a huge part of this. So that's what I'm going to talk about next podcast is the place for vulnerability in creativity. It's amazing secret source. See you next time.